Have you ever heard of e-girls and i-ladies? This is going to be bad. Yeah. I-ladies nuts across your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, happy belated 420, motherfuckers. Yes. one up. And uh, for most of the point, part of the country, it is federally, well, technically for all the country, it's federally legal. And uh, for states, be careful. Yeah, man. I just saw I was in New York. Obviously, I'm like right on the border of PA in New York, but I was just in New York yesterday and I saw a commercial like a state sponsored weed commercial. Like, when is it OK to smoke? Where can you buy weed? When can you drink or can you smoke and drive like, yo, like hand to God, hand to God. Like it was a you Bro, can now smoke, but do it responsibly. Give, it, give, it five, give it five more years and they're going to treat marijuana the way they treat cigarettes now. It should be, bro. I, mean, I've always... I don't understand it. I'd rather smoke a joint than smoke a cigarette. Oh, that's what you mean as far as like fucking, you can't like, do this. Like the legality of it. Like I, I can go outside, smoke a cigarette, walk into a store. No one's looking at me different. But if I smoke the joint and I walked into the store reeking like weed, it's like, Bro, that's what the commercial was. Where is it okay to smoke? Just don't do it around other people. Like, it was legit like a cigarette ad. It was wild, like a state okay. sponsor. So, if I, even if I go out the way and I smoke out away from everybody else, just like cigarette smoke, you go by someone, you're like, oh, that guy smells like cigarettes. Would you rather, oh, that guy, would you rather, oh, that smells like cigarettes or, oh, that smells like weed? I would rather, oh, that smells like weed, personally, but... <laughs> I don't want no stale ass ashtray smell. I'd rather you smell like straight ganja goodness. Hello. And welcome to an episode, another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. No, I'm say host- that right. Hello! <laughs> it's been a while. I have gone and I am ready. You have. You've been gone for a minute. We didn't record last week. It's been it's been busy, man. We've been busy. Uh, but we got a we got a brief episode that we'll be sneaking in this week before the draft starts next week. We got uh what six days until the draft. It's Thursday. Uh, uh guys, we try we're 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 trying to plan this out. We're trying to get it right. We're trying to figure out how to do another live like we did last year, where we get some live reactions and shit talking and we're what the fuck kind of fucking pick was that type shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, right now I am working and I'm working it until after the draft starts, but hopefully I can find some sort of coverage and and get out a little bit early. So we're going to figure it out one way or the other, but we want to be live. Call out. What? I might straight up just call out. I don't fucking blame you. I'm going to try to. <laughs> uh, but we're figuring it out. We're going to do something. Uh, but this week, guys, we're, Hector's going to take us around the world of sports. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about some pre-draft moves that may or may not happen and players that want them to happen. And then who knows, man? We'll just see where the night takes us. We'll take it nice and easy. We'll have a couple of drinks. Maybe we'll cuddle, Netflix and chill. Who knows? Who knows? Whoa. We'll see where the night takes us. So, Hector. Take us around the world of sports, sir. Well, this is going to be a little spinoff instead of around the world of sports, because obviously there's tons to fucking talk about. There is. Because it's been a while, and I like to just stir that pot. 
It is going to be ranting with Zach today. Oh, fuck me. A few topics throughout the sports, the world, the, the, the world of sports, to see what your reaction to some of these things are. Oh, how the turns have tabled. Oh, my God. Oh my I was not God. prepared. We oh did not God. We did not talk about this in the pre-recording. Jesus, fuck. No, okay, no. Let's do it. On. We're doing everything sporadic. This is how we're doing uh, it. This is a mess episode, so fucking buckle up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, first things first, we're going to hit some MLB real quick. We got a few, few things. First off, I want to hit Miggy. Big old Miguel Cabrera, you know, if anyone knows him, he's a legend, he's an icon, he's solidified himself already as a Hall of Famer. He's I don't diesel. care if, and, or, but, he is. If anyone saw the Yankee game the other day, he is one hit away from the iconic 3,000 mark. There's not many that have done it, and there's not many that have done 3,000 plus 500 home runs. And there's even less that does 3,000 plus 500 home runs plus bat over 300. But this man has. First ballot. I just want to know, Zach, and go off on it. What do you feel about Miggy? Fuck Red Sox fans. He's not Red Sox. He's on Detroit. Oh, no, no, I know. Oh, I know. Don't worry. I'm getting there, sir. Fuck Red Sox fans because if a Red Sox fan that I like on TikTok, I mean him talk regularly. But fry sports looking at you my man so he called this out in a tiktok and i'm fucking tired of hearing about it the yankees get booed oh my god the yankees suck now i agree with him he made this point that baseball in april doesn't matter and you know me i don't think baseball matters until after the all-star break so i don't give a shit if miggy would have smacked one into the fucking next state or not but Yankees get booed. Oh my God. Why wouldn't they pitch to him? How dare they? I can't believe them. They're fucking barn burners. But God fucking forbid this dude gets his 3000th hit. Everybody would have been all over Yankees fans ass. My dude would have been out there fucking making Yankees suck posts because we allowed the 3000th hit. So no matter what, the Yankees were fucked. Either they allowed history to be made against them or they did the smart thing and said, ha, 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 not today, Miggy. And I'm like, look, I mean, either way, I don't really give a shit. I don't blame them for doing what they did. I would have done the same ass fucking shit. Fuck you. You're not hitting shit. I wouldn't even like, like throwing it now. Now they do the intentional walks where it's just like an automatic, right? They don't even throw the ball anymore. But if it was What's the old days where if it was the old days where they threw the ball, I would have thrown that shit out of the stadium. Bro, I would have stepped into the plate and smashed a home run. Yeah, I would have. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not even looping it near you. I'm just fucking hauling it. Like, fuck you. You're not getting a chance to get near this thing. You're not making history against me. Fuck out of here. So I don't blame them. But on the other hand, had it happened and had Miggy, you know, gotten a base hit out of it, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. In the end, dude's going to get it. In the end, dude's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. And not only is his, like, on-the-field stats amazing, but did you see him as the entire stadium's booing the Yankees? He's sitting there telling him, stop. It's about the win. It's not about me. It's about the win. That dude should have a gold jacket right now. Miggy is grade A, top-tier, class act, hands down always has been this isn't the first situation right that he's been a class act but aside from fuck red sox fans miggy is like 
is a gold jacket human being. He's in the Hall of Fame with people, in my mind. So all power to him. I can't wait to see it. I, it was supposed to happen tonight again, but he got postponed. So, you know, I kind of do feel a little bit bad that we did that to him, but he'll get it. He'll get it. A hundred percent. I am. Uh, I'm a Mickey fan. Yeah, you can't. He's like Big Poppy, even though I hate Big Poppy for being part of the Red Sox or whatever. But he's a people sure. person. People love that man. Yeah, for sure. And, and to be able to hit three thousand hits, five hundred home runs, bat three hundred. Mind you, he has a World Series title, two thousand three, with the Marlins. He beat mm-hmm. the New York Yankees with mm-hmm. Roger Clemens and that squad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, he doesn't have anything else to prove. Nah, class A human, class A baseball player, instant first ballot Hall of Famer. Um maybe another unanimous. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock well, me. Well wait, but there's more. Oh shit. Albert Pujols. He retired, yes? No, he has not. Albert Pujols oh. is playing in another season this year. Oh. He has signed a deal with the St. Louis Cardinals to go back to St. Louis to retire. This is his last season. I the did not see that. He's sitting at 682 home runs. Wow. 18 away from 700. 17. I think 15 away or 16 away from tying Alex Rodriguez at, wow. I think, 696. He gets it. He gets it. Automatic. Come on. Three, Easy. 700 home runs? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. If I'm like 18 different bis- baseball pitchers, or if I'm a dude who I know I'm going to face him even close to 18 times, I'm going to throw him a softball right over the plate. I was <laughs> let the- him smack one. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, at this point, Bro, I want, I want, you know what? If you're sitting at 7.99, I want to be that guy you hit it off of. I'm going to underhand it to you. I want <laughs> like... to. I want to. I'm literally going to walk up there, put a T in the middle of the plate, put the ball on the T and say, yeah, that's my pitch. Count it. You know how I, I realized that I just said that fuck Albert, or fuck uh, Miggy, I wouldn't let him hit make history against me, but apparently I now would for Albert Pujols. <laughs> I'm not I'm not apparently sticking well to my baseball takes here today. <laughs> I know you're not huge in basketball, Zach, but we are in playoff mode. We are. We are in playoff mode. Steph Curry coming off the bench while his team is just demolishing teams. We got the Bucks doing what they got to do against the Bulls with Giannis. We got the Heat just manhandling Atlanta. Where, where, where was this when I needed the Knicks to do this to the Heat on my bet against Miles? Hey, Trey Young. Shh. Shh. I need Trae to know, Young. who do you have in the NBA making it to the finals? I have no fucking clue. But I'm going to confidently say... The Bucks are in the East, right? Just to make sure that I know my ass from ahead. Yes. Bucks Suns. Bucks Suns. Boom. That one that'll be a rematch of last year. Mm-hmm. At, no, it? no. Bucks didn't play the Suns last year. No, they did not. I don't know who they played, but yes, I don't think it was did. the Suns. No, they did not. I forgot who they played last year. I don't know enough to know, but I'm saying. Bro, Bucks- it's been a long fucking. Oh, sports have been crazy. But the Suns, just saying, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough with D book 
missing for two fucking weeks. Yeah, but they have the C point god, baby. They got CP3. The C yeah, point C- god. CP3 is also CP49,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going over to NHL. I want to know how you feel. I want to know how you feel. One, that the Rangers are being the typical old Rangers that we know. Winning games, slapping pucks. Yes. Bro, last night I watched the Rangers-Islanders game in the first fucking period. Andrew Kopp had a hat trick, had a natural three-in-a-row hat trick, and Artemi Panarin fed him three times. Panarin had three fucking assists in the first fucking period, and Kopp had three fucking goals. Say it with me, Zach. Let's go, Rangers! (laughs) Other than that, we got to say with the NHL right there, how do you feel about Ovechkin getting closer and closer to Wayne Gretzky's goal record? Yes. I feel yes about it. So I, I think he needs three more seasons, though. He's he's he, Wayne Gretzky's at 894. Uh, 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 Ovechkin's around almost at 700. So he needs about three maybe four more seasons of 50 goal seasons, which Granted, Ovechkin already had nine. He can do 50 it. goal seasons. Nine. If, he, if his body can hold up, he can do it. So, first of all, crazy stat of the day. Even if you took away all of Wayne Gretzky's goals scored, he is still the NHL points leader by a country fucking mile. Even if you go only off of assists. Wayne Gretzky is still the NHL point leader by a country fucking mile, number one. Number two, I have always had the utmost respect for Alex Ovechkin. I hate him because he beats the piss out of the fucking Rangers. And, fun fact, the Rangers end their season next Friday against the Capitals and then probably turn around and play them in the first round of the playoffs. So, Alex Ovechkin is again going to inevitably piss me the fuck off because he's going to set up shop in his circle like he always fucking does and just snipe motherfucking goals past Georgiev because Georgiev can't find a puck to save his life. Number one. I think that's number two. (laughs) Number three, Alex Ovechkin is like one of those players that always gets mentioned with Sidney Crosby as being like today's great player. But the difference is, is Crosby gets hit and he goes and cries to a ref. Then you have Ovechkin's like, I'm Russian. I got you. I got you. And he'll come out and fucking take your head off. So I, I love Ovi. I wish he stopped playing the fucking Rangers, but I'm all for him doing everything in his power to reach Gretzky's goal. Uh, Mark. And I, and I hope he does. I hope he does it. He's earned it. I'm 100% with you. I love and hate Ovi. Mm-hmm. He, there's nothing to hate really about him. Except that he beats the way he is as a man, the way he treats the sport, and then the way he treats my team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but is, is Ovi literally like the modern day? I mean, I don't know if you can say modern day because it's not that long ago, but is is he like the closest thing to Gretzky? No, unfortunately not. In abilities to score goals, yes. In overall complete game, no. And I, I'm not trying to take anything from Ovi. I, I'm not. 
but the games for me are completely different because again going back to my crazy stat if you were to take away all of Wayne Gretzky's goal he's still the NHL point leader all time and Gretzky had the ability not only to fucking score ridiculous amounts of times but to feed the puck ridiculous amounts of times Ovi is a fantastic player and a fantastic skater and a fantastic leader but he doesn't have that assist aspect to his game. He's as close as I think we're going to get in a very long time. I'm sorry, Connor McDavid stands. No, but I think Ovi's as close as we're going to get. Um, but I think like a direct one-to-one comparison is, is a little short in certain aspects of the game. Gotcha. Gotcha. And last and finally leading into the, new NFL draft season. How do you feel about the the new USFL and XFL starting their seasons? I am super fucking pumped. So I watched opening weekend of the USFL. Um it was it was good football man. It was good football now I wouldn't say it was NFL quality football but I don't think they're trying to be, which is important, but I do think it's above college level football. Um, The fact that Jeff Fisher has a head coaching job in any aspect is completely fucking beyond me, Uh, but whatever. Uh, But the games are good, man. The games were good. Um, You know, they're trying different things with you get the, the refs and the coaches are mic'd up. So you get to hear these interactions, which I think is a really cool facet of the game. Um, They have a drone that follows the kickoffs and field goals like like behind the ball follows it. Um, I don't really fuck with that too much. Like that kind of stuff is stuff is a little gimmicky to me. Like I want to watch the formations. Me and you, we like sitting up in the 300 section so we can see the fucking game from from a bird's eye view and say, okay, they're in man. They're in. You know what I mean? So that whole like getting close to the ball thing doesn't really appeal to me much. Um, but I think, you know, what they're doing is cool and innovative. Uh, the XFL comes back next year. Um, from what I understand from sources that I have, um, they have the capital to start this. They had the capital to start this year. They could have, but the rock and, um, I keep referring to her as uh, her as his ex-wife, which I find completely disrespectful, but I, I just, haven't memorized her name um and so the rock and his business co-owner 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 yes um have have decided to push it off a year to make sure they have their ducks in a row so god forbid a covid style event or something like that doesn't shut them down because keep in mind everyone wants to try and say you know a lot of football haters like to try and say oh the xfl failed again no it didn't because they were opening up. So when the XFL started two years ago, they were only allowing you to buy tickets in that first level of any stadium. And then as the season progressed, now we barely made it through half a season. As the season progressed, they were, especially in like St. Louis for the Battle Hawks, they were opening up like the second and third levels of the stadium. Tell by the beer snakes. Yeah, the beer snakes were fucking national hits, bro. The XFL was fucking expand, like like fan base wise, expanding pretty quickly. So I like the move. I like the move by the XFL to push it off, make sure we have our ducks in a row. Their scouts are already out and about at pro days. The scouts are already at combines. Um, you know, they're already in uh, in the arena world, you know, trying to scout teams and players and stuff. So 
you know, I'm I'm super excited for the way that they're doing it, and I think that they're gonna come back strong. I'm I'm happy. I honestly hope the USFL makes it, and I hope we have three football major football leagues, you know, to to pay attention to in America. I can't wait for this new XFL season coming after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. smart in their part to yep. bring their brand up. The USFL has already started. I watched a few games. A lot to watch in these last two these last uh, two leagues trying to start up. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the XFL will have more success than the USFL. I do too, and I think that's extremely hysterical because the USFL is being funded pretty heavily and almost exclusively by Fox Sports. They have a bigger purse by and far away, but I feel like it was a rush job. Um, we saw with the USFL draft, they drafted a lot of like, there was a more than a handful of CFL guys that they drafted, which these contracts are super exclusive. Like if you're in the CFL, you cannot play football anywhere else unless it's the NFL. And even then that might not be a good enough reason to break your contract. So the USFL not doing their kind of homework and saying, oh, we're just going to draft this guy who's in our draft system. Right, but you can't do that. <laughs> there is contracts, and you should have known that. You know, so there is a lot of aspects that just make me feel okay. You have the bigger purse, but do you have the bigger brain? Like it. <sighs> I'm just saying, pay attention to it because the XFL has also come out and said they're paying more to their players and mm-hmm. coaches than the USFL plus room and board and all of that. So and they're partnered with the NFL. The before the USFL started, the U, uh, the NFL and XFL announced like a partnership where the XFL will be used as like a development league for certain rules and certain technologies. Oh, speaking of the USFL, one thing that I thought they think was smart and good on paper that wasn't, they have a tracking system, a chip in the football that helps them digitally understand whether a field goal is made or not, or whether a first down is obtained or not. And apparently reports from like quarterbacks and running backs and receivers, people who deal with the football kickers don't fucking like it because apparently however big the chip is or whatever the system is inside of it is creating an imbalance in the football. And it's making from what I've seen and heard, um, is making it harder to get your proper throw or get your proper kick or anything like that. So it's interesting. We'll see how that kind of goes forward and see what develops out of that. Have you dreamed of having your own advertisement on breaking down the tape? Well, now's your chance. Email breaking down the tape at yahoo.com or slide into any one of our DMs for the chance to have your very own customized commercial on our podcast. And we are back. We've got a general football segment for you guys this time. Um, Like we said before, the draft is coming up in six days. Uh, Teams are out there trying to make moves. I've seen a report today, uh, I forgot to bring up to you in pre-production before, that the Jaguars have received zero phone calls for their number one spot, which I find to be extraordinarily interesting. We've got Debo Samuel, which will take up a large portion of this, who's requesting a trade. Um, so, you know, before we get into anything else, let's let's just start there. How do you feel about it? What do you think? Fucking Debo. 
I mean, we were talking about it before the fucking uh, show started. And there's a huge rift, I would say. There's a huge separation between people that are saying he is worth this and he is worth that. Mm-hmm. Um, being a Jets fan, bring him on over. Yeah. Now, let me give you my two scenarios to it. As a Jets fan, I want him. We went into it for Tyreek. We were willing to give up X amount for Tyreek. Mm-hmm. I think we can give up somewhat to the same for Debo. Mind you, Debo has the connections to Robert Salah, mm-hmm. most of the coaching staff that's now on the Jets from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Mind you, and teammates. Mind you, a lot of the Jets now were former, former 49ers, and the Jets have doing nothing but, and if no one has noticed it, unless you're a Jets fan, signing more and more players from the past that used to play for Salah in the 49ers system. Because mm-hmm. they just signed another safety slash linebacker the other day mm-hmm. to the, the roster. Mm-hmm. So it just fits. Uh, we have the money. We have the draft capital. I think why not? We were looking for a number one. He can be a number one. He doesn't want to be considered a running back or a mm-hmm. hybrid. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to look for the big payout. Now, Which, is he worth $30 million like Adams? I don't think so. Right. But I do believe he is worth somewhere up to the $25 million range because of what he's able to bring to the table. Sure. Now, sure. outside of being a Jets fan, the 49ers are in a pickle. Because you're coming down to the wire with a week left to the draft. No one wants to sign him because there's going to be a lot of money or trade for him because there's going to be a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the draft has nothing but top-tier wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote our boy Jimmy Pibbs in saying that you can get a number one receiver probably early in the third round. That's an I said what I said moment because that, uh, that honestly, you know, and, and kind of to your point with the Niners, I mean, you're you kind of really boxed yourself in here. And to your point, Debo said it's not about the money. It's a fucking problem with the team. Like, I have a problem with the way I'm being used. It's not about the money. It's not about the whatever. I don't like you. I don't like the way I don't I don't like this. And a lot of people give him flack for that. But a running backs make far less money than wide receivers and B running backs last far shorter than wide receivers. So I don't blame him for wanting to be a true wide receiver. I don't blame him for not wanting to take those kind of hits, you know, that, that running backs take every play. See, my thing is, I think Debo's problem with the 49ers is that the 49ers view him as this hybrid wide receiver running back. So in their eyes, they're like, we can downpay him. Well, exactly. Because he's a running because he's a running back. So we can pay him running back money. Look at what the Dolphins did with Gasicki. They tagged him as a tight end. What the fuck is he? 
he's a fucking tight end, but he's played most of his snaps at wide receiver. But they tagged him as a, a tight end so that, that they didn't true. have to pay him wide receiver money. That is, yeah, but Kaseki technically is a tight end. Technically, but he's played like, I think it was something like 30 plus percent of his snaps at wide receiver. He's technically, he's really, he's really a tight end. But like tight ends nowadays, like Uzuma and, and all these guys, you can spread. Gronk, Gronk started it. Gronk mm-hmm. was the blocking tight end that well, right. was getting put into the slot because who's going to stop Gronk at that height and weight? Right. Oh, that's what I was saying is that, you know, before it becomes too long for him to get classified as a running back, he's trying to stay the fuck away from that shit so he doesn't wind up making running back money. He's trying not to be Cordell Patterson, mm-hmm. which I get it. You want your bag in the 40. To my thing is the 49ers are trying to pay him as a running back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to get paid as a running back because he came out of the draft as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And until he, like week 10 last year, he was a wide receiver. Well, technically most of the season. Well, he led for almost half the season. With rushing yards and rushing, oh, well, not half the season in rushing yards, but he was up there in the top couple, a uh, uh, couple guys, top five, six in rushing yards, and he led the league for a small portion in rushing touchdowns. Right, right, right. Which I get it. You can't put that in into the court, uh, the running back range because rushing touchdowns can be quarterback, can be running back, can be right. Wide. Right, but still, typically you don't get a wide receiver leading the rushing category in anything. And it helps the 49ers throw him back there because it's like, oh, if we do have to throw the ball, well, he's a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He can catch. Right, right. Yeah, but I, can't, I don't blame him. I get how it helps the team, right? But when you're a guy who's getting that many touches at not your natural position, like you got to look out for you. You got to make sure that you try and live long enough to make the bag, you know? So I, I don't blame Debo. I don't get the people coming after him and, well, he should be team-oriented. Fuck that. The team would have cut him yesterday if he didn't work out in that hybrid role. Shut the fuck up. Fuck that. The team would have fucking let him go if he literally stood up and was like, yo, bro, I don't want to play that position. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't, like, I don't mind doing all the in between shit like you want me to be wide receiver and do some fucking wildcat because that's what it is it's wildcat but now you're trying Mm -hmm. to put me in a primary role of a running back type of scheme Mm -hmm. this is what i hate with the modernization of sports everything's a hybrid every everything plays everything a prototype yeah Lineman could quarterback while also playing safety. Hey, man, don't hate on the hefty lefties. I I get it. I get it. (laughs) You know what? You know what? You could play center and play safety, and you'll be known as one of the hardest hitting safeties ever. If I saw a center, well, you're not gonna play the. You're not gonna defend well. I would pay dumb amounts of money to see a center play safety. Stupid amounts of money. It's stupid. (laughs) I don't like this. If you to, to, okay, this is how I look at it. If you're a wide receiver, you're a wide receiver. If you're a running back, you're a running back. If you're a quarterback, you're a quarterback. You're a D-line. Right. If you're, no, let's say this right by positions, because there's people out there, I won't say names, that don't know positions of football. 
and, and you know who you are. Don't know positions of football because apparently you know who you are because you watch. Because you linemen watch. are linemen and linebackers are linebackers and DBs are DBs, but corners, cornerbacks are not DBs. They're not considered DBs. That, okay. The most wild so, thing I've ever heard. I can understand if you played your specific position. And you help out in these other positions. Sure. And you're not hybrid. Sure. But your primary role is of this. Mm-hmm. Just because you can do the latter does not mean you get to get paid as this mm-hmm. when you're this. <laughs> to me, to me, if you're a wide receiver, Devontae Adams, let's take Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Or Tyreek. Tyreek, because he's the highest paid now. $32 million a year as yeah. a wide receiver. Yeah. To me, Debo's worth more. I would agree with you. I would agree with you because, and I said this in pre, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, and that's fine. I would love for you people to try and prove me wrong. Tyreek has good hands, and Tyreek has good route running, but the only thing he's great at is his speed. That's that's it. I mean, done. If <laughs> I think the more has size, has speed, and has better route running. I think the more you're available and able to produce at multiple positions, you should get paid more. Mm-hmm. I agree. You're not also great at being a right receiver, but God motherfucking damn it, you're great at being a running back. Mm-hmm. And the Niners, going back to the Debo, you know, to keep it on the Debo situation, they've really misplayed their hand here. I mean, you pissed off, because I'm sure that Debo didn't just wake up one morning and be like, ha-ha, fuck you guys. I'm sure that there were internal, you know, talks about, hey, how am I going to be used next year? I didn't really like that too much. Oh, that's too bad. We need to use you like that. Okay, well, fuck that shit. So, you know, I'm sure there was back and forth. And then you piss him off to the point where even though you've offered a pretty good contract, he's like, yeah, it's just not even about the money with y'all. I'm just not fucking with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not going to take the money. I'm not going to take the years. Just trade my ass. I'm done. And that we're six days away from the draft. We've got. Fuck. Again, I said it before. We've got wide receiver one talent into the third round. So you want to ransom for him, but who are you going to ransom? You said it right there, Zach. And before I lose my train of thought, I want to spit it out. Listen to this. What have the 49ers do this year? They lost every running back they have. Mm-hmm. They because Kyle Shanahan, or I, I let me not let me let me say that again. Not Kyle Shanahan. Because the Shanahan way. That's what it's called. The Shanahan way is running back by committee. Mm-hmm. And now you got a wide receiver that can do it all. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, but I don't need a I don't need a running back. I got Debo. Mm-hmm. And now because you lost you lost Mozart to Miami mm-hmm. and you don't got anybody else. You're going to try to make Debo a running back and then pay him as a running back, mm-hmm. which is extremely unfair. Mm-hmm. Extremely unfair. And now you've 
put yourself in a corner where you're being forced to trade him and you literally have no leverage whatsoever. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go to Joe Douglas and the Jets, right? Because I think it was the Jets, the Packers, and the Eagles that have come out as like the top three potential landing spots. Okay, so you're going to go to the Jets who have the best draft capital out of all three and say, I want your two number ones. So naturally, Joe Douglas is going to fucking laugh at you and tell you, nope, I wasn't even going to give that up for fucking Tyreek Hill. So try again. Okay, well, fine. I want the Tyreek Hill trade. No. Because even if I don't get him, I still have fucking Elijah Moore. I still have Michael Carter in the background. We just re-signed Braxton Barrios. Still got Corey Davis. Got Corey Davis still. And again, there is one... There's wide receiver one off. talent in the fucking third round. So, no. Yeah, and I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. apparently Mims has been playing well during this preseason getup. During like, these OTAs. Off-season off OTA getup. He's been yeah. playing well, and people are contemplating keeping him on the roster. Yeah, you know, I've actually heard a lot of good buzz. I've seen him working out with Zach Wilson a lot. So maybe we see a breakout year from Mims, but even not relying on that, like especially with the Jets, the Niners have no leverage. None. No, what do you do? Look at the Eagles, and, and I've spoken to Eagle fans like the drunken monkey. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, we don't want him. Mm-hmm. This, this is out of an Eagles fan's mouth. We mm-hmm. don't want him. He does not fit the system we're trying to build. Mm-hmm. The most leverage that the Niners have is over a team like the Packers, who are just desperate for anyone to receive the ball at this point. But even still, if Debo were to go to the fucking Packers for the ransom, I'm sure the Niners would get out of them because they are so desperate. Packers fans all need to move. I don't think you can sell your season tickets because you get them for being alive in Green Bay. But find a way to move, sell your tickets, because not only do you have no fucking cap space for this foreseeable future, but now you also have no draft capital. So goodbye to one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. So I don't. But there's there's partial owners of the Packers. People people own the Packers. Well, we could talk to people's moms and see if they'll make decisions. But I'm just saying, bro, that the Packers would not be smart to trade nothing for Debo because the only future they have is in their draft capital because they don't fucking have it in cap space. So out of the top two teams, the Eagles and the Jets, the Eagles doesn't necessarily fit their future. And the Jets, you have no fucking leverage because we can get Garrett Wilson, Drake London, insert one of 40 fucking receivers at the 10 or maybe the four spot if I'm feeling fucking froggy or maybe both of them because fuck you, that's why. You know, like you have no fucking leverage here. So you will give him to me for pennies or you will not at all. And I could not be worse off without it. I would like Debo, but I don't think Joe Douglas is going to overpay for him. In totality, it just proves. 49ers done. They done fucked up. Well, we kind of talked about it in pre. Look at the fucking Jimmy G situation. They are still. Why is Jimmy G not on the move? 
Why? Why have you not shipped him to Seattle, who is begging for more than a warm body in that quarterback? What are you doing? The Panthers can use a warm body. They have fucked this royally unless they do something wild next Thursday night or leading to. I I think they're screwed, bro. This next week's going to be interesting. I think they're screwed. But speaking of receivers, keeping on the receivers topic, New York, baby, the Giants are shopping former last year Former first round receiver Kadarius Tony, what? Bro, he was a he was their what their fourteenth, fifteenth round pick or not round? Uh, um, yeah, overall, selection, like like overall in the first round, I think he was fourteenth or fifteenth, something like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this f- guy had all the upside of great speed, great. I liked Kadarius Tony. I, I think, on my my fantasy team for a couple of weeks. I think he just started off really bad with injuries, but mm-hmm. um, he started to get on the field and he started to show spurts of what he can do. And then when everyone went down on the Giants, because the Giants, let's put it, let's put it simple, let's put it in plain text for everyone. The Giants had a horrible season. We get that. How much can you blame outside of injuries? I mean, you can blame Daniel Jones for quite a bit. But what I'm saying is out. Well, pause, because we're going to fight on that. We're going to fight on that. (laughs) But outside of of injuries to the players that matter the most. Yeah, they got fucked. And and mind you, I never thought Joe Judge was going to fucking last. Right. Kadarius Tony toward the latter end of the season when when there were when there was no Galladay paid all that money for Galladay and the motherfucker never showed up. Not even a game, not even one game where you were like, oh shit, Galladay. No, not one fucking game. No one showed up. Kadarius Tony had about a three-game stint where you're like, yo, this motherfucker's the real deal. Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's go. Yes. I, he needs that. He needs a healthy season to start off and maybe a new team. But if Kadarius, if you put Kadarius Tony on Green Bay Packers, you got yourself a better Skittling. Do a you, way, way, way better Skittling. Do you think that the Packers try to make a Debo and a Kadarius Tony move? I think so. Although that sells the farm, because 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 Tony, no, Tony isn't worth much. Bullshit! He's a he was a number one. He was a first round last year. That produced what four hundred, five hundred yards in his first season. You injuries right now. Because right now he had a shitty fucking rookie season, riddled with injuries. You can get him for cheap. The only way he is worth a lot of money is if he went out and produced a season. He needs to produce one season. But because it's only one season that he went out. Yeah. But the Giants, the Giants aren't gonna sell low. I that'd be wild to me. That'd be fucking insane if the Giants sold low on a last year 15th pick. Like that's the most wild, like no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the Giants sell low. I'm saying the Packers are stupid for trying to 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 
to, to buy high. The Packers, the Packers should be trying to lowball for Tony. Oh, for uh, yeah, hard, for sure. Hard body because, like I said, you're only going off his rookie season, and his rookie season was riddled with injuries. For sure. And and on a Giants team that that that's fucking. But dark. if you're if you're the Packers, and in this scenario where you get both Debo and Kadarius, it's gonna cost you the farm for both of them. There's no way you get out of this alive. I think it'll cost you. The, I think it will cost the Packers more for Debo oh, than it yeah. will for Tony. I think Tony. For sure. I think they could get Tony for literally like a third and a sixth. No, no, come on. A two. What minimum. has he shown you? What has he shown you? He That's was what a- I'm saying. Because there's nothing to go off of. I think you would get him for cheap. And if I'm the Giants. What are you going off of his college years? And I'm the going off the fact a fuck about your college years. I'm going off the fact that he was just a 15 last year, 15th pick last year, and the fact that when he was healthy, he showed moments of, oh, goddamn, this kid can play receiver. But I, I don't, I, man, I'm not saying you get a number one out of him, but I, I can't imagine a three and a six has got to be. I, if I'm the Giants and that's all you're giving me, I'm not taking it. I'm not. I got to get at least a two out of him. Otherwise, where's your return on investment? I mean, I, like I said, I don't like. All your question is, why? is this college videotape and an a injury riddled season with the Giants where he had three games, maybe four, where he was like, oh, shit, this guy is what we've been waiting for. I hear you. It's just it's. I would be hard pressed if I'm the Giants GM to look at a guy that I just spent a number one on and say, "Yeah, he's worth a three and a six. That's hard for me. That's fucking hard. At that rate, I'd rather give you another year to ball out and then sell you high. Right? Like if I, at that point, if you're offering, say you're the Packers GM and you come to me as the Giants GM and say, Hey, I heard you're shopping for Tony. I'll give you a three and a six. I'm going to tell you, no, I want a two and a three. And you're going to say, go fuck yourself. Okay. I'll go fuck myself. I'm going to let the dude produce on the field next year and then come back to you next year and be like, all right, now I want a number one because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> you know what I, I, It depends on what numbers he's putting up. But that's, but right that's, now they still got Galladay they, and, and some of these guys signed for more years. So what happens if Galladay has a, you know, let's just put it like this. Galladay comes back. Get it? Last season was bad. He comes back. He has a baller season over a thousand yards. He puts up those numbers where you're like, see, that's the Galladay we expected. Right. And then uh, I forgot who their other other guy across across from them was. You know, he puts up decent numbers. Tony comes out and he puts up, let's just say, eight hundred yards, five TDs on right. on sixty five catches. Sure. I'm, I'm not giving up a number one. Right, but then at that point, I don't know, man. It's just why, why, why are they looking to trade him? I guess I'm just, I guess that's where my confusion comes from. What do the Giants know about him? Because, or what have they? So what I know, what I've seen, and what I, what I can quantify in my tiny little smooth brain is that he was picked at 15. Let's say right, 15, 16, somewhere in that. Picked middle of the first round. 
injury riddled, sure, okay, it happens. But when he wasn't injured and when he was on the field, he was showing amazing production. Okay, so I, I now have this. What happened? What am I seeing? What do I know that makes me go, yep, we're shopping him? Like, is it because you're putting more faith in Drake London, Garrett Wilson, someone where you think you can get some amazing, you know, draft capital out of Tony? And so then you go. I'm gonna hit you with some stats from Kadarius Tony. Please help me understand what the fuck the Giants are thinking. But He's born in 1999. He's 23 years Ew. old at six foot 193 pounds. Picked first round, 20th pick. So I was off by like five. 20th, I okay. 15, he was 20. Okay. So I'm wrong in that part. Before someone comes at me and was like, yo, but you said he was, because I know these motherfuckers, they say some shit like that. Well, technically. Well, technically. <laughs> in his career, which is pretty much one season, which is, yeah. Ten games played, four games started, 39 catches, <laughs> 420 yards. <laughs> 38 is his long, no TDs. He had a six-yard rushing attempt, and that's about it. So you're telling me you are trying to sell me that he is worth a number one pick. No, I said two. number one pick could barely put up 500 yards. When your number one of Galladay and I forgot whoever they're not. Oh, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard, the number two, both go out with injuries. And that's what you're not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I will. I will. Points. You know what? I will. Couple I points. will take that bet. You want to run with it the next season, and hopefully he puts out a breakout year. I will roll that dice. Couple of points. He had Daniel Jones throwing in the football. So I don't want to hear Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not as bad throwing the ball as you think. Daniel Jones's problem is fumbling the ball. But throwing the ball, the motherfucker throws at 67% completion. There's not much in the NFL you want more than 67% completion. I would love to know how many of those are deep balls where he actually has to be accurate versus fucking little digs and slants and outs. But anyway, he didn't show throwing the ball. You're not going to get me off of that point. <laughs> and he only started four games and had 400, almost 500 yards in that. No. I don't want to hear that, but he played in 10. He played in 10. Look, man, I'm first of all, I don't care. I don't, you try, I wouldn't you even... try to play it off. You try to play it off like, oh, he started in four games. No, but he played in 10, motherfucker. I, I hear you. I wouldn't even be trying to trade him. That's that's the fucking part that I'm trying to get to. I, I wouldn't either. So what the fuck are you saying? What knowledge do, what does that garbage organization have? that makes them want to trade him. Like, I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm confused. Because what I saw on film last year makes me say, give him another chance. I mean, he's, it's, it's, he had one fucking year. He played 10 games. 10 games is enough for you to say, yep, we're throwing away our 20th pick last year. 
Like that's wild to me. Yeah, I don't I see that's and I agree with you on that point. I need to know what the fuck happened that you feel like you need did to fuck the coach's wife? Is that it? it? Did he just like bend her over and fucking come in her? Like, I do you do you know. know of an injury that we just don't know? Right. So why are you trying to sell your number one twentieth pick already in his sophomore season? You haven't even given him the ch- first of all. Most people that pick a wide receiver at the twentieth overall is probably gonna be their number one wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. He's your number three behind Shepard and Galladay. What did he do or say or didn't do or say that you're like, I, I'm, I'm willing to shop him? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I That's the thing that's getting me. When I saw the news today, I was like, why? Who did he hurt? <laughs> like, what did he, did he call Daniel Jones a name? Like, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Is it like an Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott situation you where Amari Cooper called you know Dak Prescott the Black Kirk Cousins? Like, what's going on here? You guys share a stadium with another team. I'll I'll do you. I'll take it, Darius. Tony. I will do a swap for swap. I will give you Mims for Tony. Sold. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would give you Mims for Tony. Done. Nobody has to move. Nobody has to change their tax brackets. There you go. No one has to go to a different home stadium. And that's just me as a Jets fan. As a Jets fan, I liked what I seen more out of Tony than I did out of two or three seasons out of Mims. I agree. And I get it. Mims had a bad luck on the Jets. And, and that's what happens when you're on the Jets. Like, I, I mean, people want to trickle down and be like, beat on me about, oh, but you're Jets. Bro, I can go down the rabbit hole if you want to because I shit on my team more than anyone. That's what, bro, can I tell you? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But can I fucking tell you? I had, so, first of all, people always try and come at me. What do you know? You're a Jets fan. Okay, what? You think that's going to hurt my feelings? You think the that doesn't mean I know football? <laughs> yeah. The Jets hurt my feelings. Thank you. Number two, I had somebody, I talked shit about the Jets, and they were like, you're the worst kind of fan there is. How can you hate on your team? I'm like, are you a Jets fan? No. Then shut the fuck up. That's how I can hate on my team. Because I spent, win, I'm going to literally rain piss on you. I have spent thousands of dollars in fucking New Jersey for the goddamn New York Jets, Okay. Okay, just to watch them lose. I have sat in bullshit ass cold in bullshit ass rain. I sat 13 rows in from the end zone on Thanksgiving Day when Mark Sanchez ran into his own lineman's ass against the fucking New England Patriots. I get to I get to run my mouth about this God fucking forsaken team. Don't you dare. Okay, because I run my mouth and guess where I am every fucking year without fail in the Middlelands. So fuck you. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> just because our team sucks doesn't mean we don't know fucking football. I was still whooping your ass fact, for saying my team, team sucks. Your team should not be playing like this. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we're beating you guys. Yes, but the Jets suck so bad, you should beat us by 100. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but it's Ser- my turn. But seriously. But seriously. I I would take Tony over Mims. And and it's no knock on Mims. I I know he came in the Gase era. They didn't really give him the shot that he needed. And then when they kind of, sort of gave him a shot, 
he didn't really, I wouldn't say didn't produce. They weren't looking toward him. I don't think he fits the system. I think he, if he doesn't get moved, he gets lost in the system. I hear so you. I think Mims can be great, just not there. I but Tony, like, why are you shopping a number one draft pick? I I agree with you, but I hate it as far as the Mims takes goes. Mims was DK Metcalf before DK Metcalf. That's DK Metcalf is what the Jets drafted Denzel Mims to be before DK Metcalf was drafted, right? Like this giant fucking speed racer down the field. That's that that is why Denzel Mims was drafted. Like DK Metcalf took off and yes, I'm happy for him, but fuck that was supposed to be Denzel Mims. It's so hard for me to look at a dude like Denzel Mims and say he doesn't fit in my system. How? Oh, it's so frustrating and I'm hoping that you were right. I'm hoping that it because it's because of the gay Sarah and he didn't have a real shot. I'm hoping that with the off-season workouts, with the compatibility, woof, as I have a stroke while saying that, with Zach Wilson, will finally will come to realize the things that Denzel Mims was supposed to be. Um, but I would, if if I was Joe Douglas and I was called by the Giants, I would in fact take that trade and I would take Kadarius Tony over Denzel Mims. So last thing before we move on to the next topic, the one thing I'll say about Mims is that I did read an article or two that said the reason why he started falling back into the depth chart and and they weren't uh, necessarily looking at him was that not that he can't produce on the field, but off the field and during practice, he showed this sense of, I don't give a fuck. Really? Yeah, I read an article that said he just like was lazadaisical. He... Like he wasn't all in it. Hmm. That's kind of that's how that's how I perceived it. I mean, and I wouldn't want to play for Coach I either. Yeah, they were saying it in this article where it was, you know, he wasn't all in it in his practices. He was complaining a lot. Hmm. He was being this. Well, when you have Adam Gase as a coach, when you have Adam Gase who knows just as much football as Coach I from our house high school days, yeah, fucking crackhead eyes then yeah, I wouldn't want to fucking play for him either. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this is a new era for him because I've I've honestly I've still stayed on this Denzel Mims train. I have not gotten off. Before we do any drastic changes for Debo Samuels, just hear me out. Can't Mims be a Debo? With the, with his that's that's the thing. So that's you know that's a thought that I'm not gonna lie that I only just had in in my tiny smooth little walnut sized brain is why are Jets fans specifically so fucking obsessed? 
I get Tyree kill because he has like take the doors off of you type of speed. And when you have Braxton Barrios and Elijah Moore doing their dumb little shit underneath, Tyree kill is going to blow the fucking doors off of you. And I get that pairing. I understand it. But why are Jets fans so like, if you think about it, the Jets are in a really good fucking spot here and don't need to do a whole hell of a lot at the wide receiver position because if Denzel Mims works out, he is DK Metcalf. He is Debo Samuel. And you're done with this conversation. If he doesn't, we have the 10 pick. We have the 32, 30, no, the 34, 34 and the 38 pick. Something like that. Yeah, we have two second round picks. I know 38 for sure, and the other one somewhere. Maybe 35, 35 or 34. But we have two second round picks that are pretty much first rounders that you can get top receiver talent at. So why are we so obsessed with, we need somebody now? Like, what are we doing with our lives? That's why I think, that's why I think Joe Douglas, hey, I, I, and I got, I'm I'm on all the fucking just fan book pages. You know, I think Joe Douglas, as much as people are like, which is crazy. This is this is how you know you're a Jets fan. One week Joe Douglas makes a move, yeah. The next week, get rid of him. Oh my God, we are the worst. <laughs> I think Joe Douglas is doing exactly what Joe Douglas was brought here to fucking do. Bro, and you- I stand by it, and I keep telling motherfuckers like, why yo? Now I'm gonna call out names out. Like Wyo and Mikey and Monkey and all of them. Do not bandwagon. Oh, I'm not going to say Monkey because Monkey don't bandwagon. He's just Phillies fan. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody when the Jets actually turn this shit around. In the year 3033, we don't want to hear shit from you motherfuckers. When I'm 75 (laughs) and the Jets win the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell you I told you so. Now, look, man, and uh, realistically, like, I know, uh, here we go. Here we go with this stupid pre-draft Jets bullshit that I do every year, and I can't even help myself. We're in a good spot, bro. <laughs> we're in a good spot. Well, we're in the best spot we've have been in a long time. We've got a good because off- of the off, Not because of the draft and our picks, because of the offseason and what we have done acquisitionally. Before that, DJ Reed, mm-hmm. we got a whitehead. Mm-hmm. We, we went out, we got two DBs, two safeties. We went out and got almost two or three linebackers. Resigning Barrios. Almost our entire D line and added to our D line. Two tight ends, two, two pass catching tight ends. Two, two of them. It's like Aaron Hernandez and Gronk without the murder. People say, oh, we need a number one wide receiver. But you know what? I truly, truly believe Elijah Moore is that guy. Honestly, let's sit back and look at the Jets passing weapons right now. Not even out of the backfield, because we know that there's a couple out of the backfield. But we've got CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, Braxton Berrios, and Elijah Moore. Those And Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. And Corey Davis. Those are like the knowns, right? Maybe Denzel Mims works out. But as far as our knowns... Why are Jets fans the way we are? <laughs> what are we doing? Like that's... we don't win. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And you're lucky, man. You're talking about being on all the Jets pages and stuff. If you think Facebook 
Jets pages are a cesspool of ill. God, thank you. You're not on Twitter. Twitter is the worst fucking place. I don't do the Twitter thing because I don't post a lot. So like, I know I got to get better at it. But holy shit, this this episode is just jump on Twitter just to get information. You have a Twitter? No, I said I should jump on Twitter just to get information. I've tagged you as Twitterless Hector before. Because you don't have a Twitter. And I forgot no, what if it, I started up a Twitter, I, I would put my name as Twitterless Hector. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. That's gonna require merch. <laughs> um, but no, no, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would take Debo if the price is right, but since the Niners seem to think that they can get some sort of King's ransom out of them, I just don't see it for the Jets. I see that the only team that really, going back to this whole fucking beginning, I see that the the Packers are the only ones that really going to go for Debo. If the Jets want to trade Mims for Kadarius Tony, I'm not going to be super upset about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Packers make a few moves because they are just desperate for pass catchers at this point. Desperate. I still want to know if there's any like Giants front office personnel that listen to me. Maybe I'll have to check through my contacts. Why? <laughs> what do you know? I, I, I always forget. I might be like, yo, Zach, yo, 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 you got to hit up. Uh, what is his name? Dabo? Dabo. D- D- Dabo. What's, what's the Giants head coach name? D- Dabo? Oh, I don't know. I don't, oh, Dabo. Brian Dabo. Yeah. You Dabo. Got, hit, hit him up and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. I'll hit. A, I'll try and hit a Braxton and see if he knows anybody. I know Braxton's on the Jets, but maybe since they share a fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just saying. Hit up, yo, Kawhi. Hit. No, I said Kawhi. Hit up. Uh, what? What's his name? Uh, Leonard. Leonard. The DN. He played for both teams. Let's oh, go. Oh, oh, oh. Um. We drafted him. Fails Ka- and Jets fan. Kawhi. Ka- Ka- uh, no, not Kawhi Leonard. This isn't basketball. I know. Uh, Leonard Davis, no. Um, fuck me sideways. It's right there. I know who you're talking about. Anywho, snacks, right? No. No, uh, not snacks. He's the DN. He plays with the Giants now. I know who you're talking about. Fuck, we're failing at this at the tail end of the show. We're Anywho, this is why no one has signed us yet. This is why there should be a script. We always like pretend Hector and I, you got as a fun little fucking like behind the scenes bullshit. Hector and I, when we're like sober and awake and actually care, we're like, yeah, we've got to do this and let's come up with this script and let's do that. And then when it comes time to actually do these things, we're like, so fuck it. What are we talking about today? <laughs> we just fucking fucking pull it out of our ass. So. Because we start talking and it's just our t- conversations just roll into the next fucking topic. Yeah. Yeah, so and then and then there's episodes like this where you guys you guys get to see <laughs> what happens when we're not prepared, which I still think was pretty good. But do you have anything else for us tonight, sir? Cuz that pretty much until the draft happens, like all the major moves at least as far as I give a shit about, all the major moves have happened. There is a couple of, you know, is Colin Kaepernick going to go somewhere? What are they doing with Jimmy G? What are they doing with Kadarius Tony? What are they doing with Debo? But other than that, there's not a whole metric fuck ton. I mean, do you really want to talk about how Tom Brady went and restructured his deal for the 20th of 23 season and, and, and is trying to make a bomb squad again? I mean, he's married to a woman who makes more money than him. So I would why like- wouldn't he say, hey, babe? I'm going to take less money to build a bomb squad and win rings. I'd let Giselle adopt me. I wouldn't let Tom. 
Giselle makes more money than Tom Brady. Why wouldn't you restructure your deal? Always has. Always has. That's yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's. I'm not surprised, but I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not, I swear to God, if Tom Brady wins another fucking Super Bowl, I swear to God. I I don't know. I don't I like rationally know how I'm going to handle this. Uh, I I'm not going to lie. I had a small inkling of a thought. That's dangerous. That's <laughs> it is. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. Tom Brady goes out and has a not not just a season injury, like a career-ending injury. Any season-ending injury right now is career-ending for Tom. <laughs> I I I something hit me today, and I was like, "Yo, Tom Brady's gonna play this year. Something's gonna happen. He's gonna get hit or something, and it's gonna end his career." Do you want to know? Here's 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 a fucking story for you because I'm great at these. Remember how Tom Brady came into the game, right? The New York Sack Exchange hurt Drew Bledsoe. So watch the Jets play the fucking Bucks. Brady goes down, and who's their backup? Who's the kid that they drafted last year? Whatever his fucking name is from, I think he was from Florida. Whatever that kid's name is. Trask, Trask. Yeah, Kyle Trask from Florida. I had the college right. Kyle Trask is going to be the next fucking Tom Brady. Watch, the Jets are going to, like, fucking snap Brady's leg, and then he's going to be carted off. He's going to Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor on the motherfucker's leg. And then Kyle Trask is going to come out and throw, like, ten bombs in the fourth quarter alone, so... You know, there you go. There you go, Bucks fans. And that would just be the perfect way for the Jets to bring in and out Tom Brady. So you're welcome. There's my story for the night, ladies and gentlemen. With that, you see them little logos up there? Those be the logos for our social medias. There's Twitter. There's Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, which we only do when we're live. Although I think like us doing like Madden and like streaming on Madden, me and you playing each other and just being assholes would be a fantastic thing. Uh, TikTok and YouTube. Excuse me, I'm about to go buy Madden right now. There you go. There you go. I think that'd be fucking fantastic. Uh, Maybe that's something we explore. So pow, look for the future in that. We will be live on Thursday, one way or another for the draft. We will get something done. And, uh, you know, other than the like, follow, share, typical bullshit, uh, Hector, do you have anything for the fans? Uh, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I still say Knicks and six. Rangers are going to win the Cup. Rangers to the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Zach Wilson will take the Jets to the Super Bowl this year because this is the year that Joe Namath passes away. Damn, that got heavy. <laughs> Let's go Jets, let's go Rangers, let's go Yankees, and fuck the Knicks. Because they suck. <laughs> and their season's over. <laughs> Sorry. But seriously, guys, write into us. Let us know what you think. I love talking to fans. Um, we've got some changes here coming soon. Not changes, but I guess additions. Um, you're going to see more of everybody else on the TikTok, uh, which I'm super excited for. Um, so you don't have to deal with my ugly mug all of the time. Um, as the season gets closer, as the draft happens, we're going to be ramping up some college activity and stuff like that. So we're super excited to, to continue moving forward and, and bring you guys some good content. So, uh, like follow share. Oh, and also be ready because the draft is coming up. 
Um, we're going to try to do a live draft yes. like we did last season. Yes, um, I had somebody ask me on TikTok about that. Do you know how excited I was that yeah. someone watched last year and then hit us up on TikTok? That shit was awesome. We're trying to do the live draft again, just some live reactions and how we feel about certain teams picking certain players. Also, um, with football season and draft coming also means football fantasy. Dun, dun, dun. Ready for that? Football fantasy, the degenerates, will slowly start coming back to light. Also, on top of that, get ready for live Thursday matchups again. When mm. me and Zach would go live with whoever else wants to join on with us or we, um, you know, bring on pre-determined, pre, uh, uh, and and have the live reaction matchups to our Thursdays and hopefully have the same outcome that we did last season. Season five of Breaking Down the Tape is May 5th. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Oh, Sorry, I said season five. <laughs> season five because I'm on season five of uh, The Generous. The Generous is on for season five. Season My three God. of... Season three of Breaking Down the Tape. Season. <laughs> I'm with it. Hit him with it. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Season three of the of the uh, of Breaking Down the Tape. Season five of the Generates is coming. Get ready. Football is coming. <laughs>